Hello and welcome to When Will It End. This is... Charles is going to be mad at me, everybody. No, you Fuck you, man. God. Charles is going to be mad at me. I fell asleep. Okay, that's okay. That's, you, did you, I, I watched Josh, like 40 minutes. Did you play the whole... Did it run through? Did you, yes. So subconsciously, we may have to access my dream memories of Rush Hour 3. Rush Hour 3 is a vile abomination of a movie. Man, it was really sad and sour and just ugly. There were so many rape jokes from cops abducting women to get a date with them to... Uh, Frenchman fingering people for for a comic effect, and I uh, <laughs> let, let me just explain things. My life is very busy. I'm very tired. Yeah, my wife had left the house to go do some chores and hang out with my nephew, who I woke up early to hang out with this morning. And I'm lying on my couch alone, thinking to myself, "Is this life right now?" I'm just watching Rush Hour three by myself. Anyways, I blinked and the credits were rolling after they got to Paris. So, uh, um. Well- Bad movie. I think it's. I mean, I'm glad one of us watched it in a dream state. I think that's a rare. Most there. We've said this before. We're not two white guys doing a no, movie. No, we are two white guys. We uh, are two white guys doing, doing, a, doing a movie. Like that's not everyone's. Everyone's doing that. But can you say that two white guys watch a movie and one of them watches it in a dream state? I think that's what sets us apart from other podcasts. Yeah, that's our competitive advantage. Sometimes one of us experiences it from a sort of astral projection spirit thing, not like wake, not, not, not quote unquote awake, you know, Mm. not conscious with eyes open, you know, but who's to say that that's any like the better way. Maybe Brett, Brett, right? Uh, Brett Ratner is the the garbage man who directed all three of these movies. He's a garbage person. Go ahead and Google him. He's garbage. Maybe he um, intended you to watch it asleep. Maybe that's what the like the rush hour Brett experience. Um, See, here's my thing. We're talking about you know we we have this ongoing tete a tete about Nolan. I, I don't like Christopher Nolan except for The Prestige, which is a funny movie about two guys screaming at each other in funny accents. Um, but if he, you know, he's always very committed to see his films being seen a certain way, and they're all very demanding and loud and exhausting. If he was like this next one, y'all got to sleep through it. I'd be like, okay, you're in for that. Well, that's kind of fun, isn't it? Well, I mean, if it's bad, yeah, this is uh, that's sort of like I don't know. You've had you've had those days where you're just like, ugh, I just want to go to sleep, and then I can wake up, and it'll be tomorrow. I think there definitely are movies like that. I think Captain America. We talked about it briefly on the bonus episode. That was a movie I chose to fall. Like I fell asleep. Mad Max Two or Mad Max Beyond. I forget which one. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome is three. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one I chose to sleep through. I, I honestly don't remember, but they both really. We're gonna do those at some point. But I remember like just actively checking out, and that's an okay thing to do. And I think, you know, my dad taught me many things. I'm not gonna go into most oh, of it. Oh boy! But one thing he taught me is that. The rating scale does go to W, which stands, there's the A, B, C, D. You skip E, you go straight to F for failure. I like that they do that in schools and everything, just to make sure that the other ones don't stand for anything, but F stands for you failed, which is always nice. But then you can skip right to W. You skip the rest of the alphabet. W stands for walkout. It just means that you, you, you just couldn't take it anymore. And I think that's a totally valid response to a movie like this. Yeah, I mean, also, there's something to be said for attendance. You know what I mean? That's probably the worst award given to children, like school attendance awards, just being there. Yeah. You know? It does show something. I mean, honestly, like... Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm saying I was in attendance 
for Rush Hour through, which I spent $4 renting from YouTube and then watched roughly I'm half gonna, of and I'm gonna ven- took a nap I'm during. I'm going you that right now. Okay, thank you. I've been meaning to talk to you about the, the Patreon money. So Well, I'm a little, I'm concerned about what has seeped into my, my, my mind, like what invaded my psychic space while I was asleep for the latter half of the movie. Because you were excited oh. about one of the scenes that I was unconscious for. Well, I mean, I wasn't excited. It, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen since watching a Mike Myers movie. Oh, and I'll, I'll describe it to you in great detail. And, I'll, and let me say this. The, the nun scene I found excruciating. And that's one of those scenes that stands alone on YouTube is like, oh, my God, funniest scene ever. The nun does the bit from Airplane. And it's just the bit from Airplane, basically. Also, this movie, after sort of subtly doing a who's on first, does a full who's on first in this one. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I just sent you three, This was so... Was this it was the lowest. It was three. It was three ninety nine. Okay, I just sent. This you. was like the lowest rent movie I've seen in a long time, where almost every bit was just like. So the, here's yeah, what's funny to me. I've seen this bit in other movies. Is that I like this movie more than Rush Hour Two, and I, I yeah, find but this is just this is just Charles bullshit. No, it's not listeners Charles bullshit. Already, no, no, listeners, this is Charles bullshit. Josh, Rush a, Hour Two was at least charming. You're in a bad this mood. This is just okay? weird. No, no, no. This is just classic Charles where you found some weird way to stack up no. Rush Hour 3. Josh, go ahead. Shut the fuck up. Just go back to sleep. No. Here's, here's what I'm going to say if about you. If you want me to, tell you what, you just talk for the next 45 minutes or whatever. I'll watch the Mets game in silence, and then we'll call it an episode. Wow. If, if, you're, if you're asking me to go to sleep, this I'll is, do it. This is where you're at now? You're actively sabotaging the podcast because you had a bad day? I, I had a great day. I got, I got to spend time with my nephew. That's all a man can ask for. Then I got a, I got a good nap in. You got to get to t- spend time with me. And now someone slightly less mature than my two-year-old nephew, my podcast co-host, Charles. Well, you're, you're the one coming at me saying that I'm doing some bullshit. Here's, here's the bullshit that you're doing. You watched Rush Hour 1 and 2 when you were a dumb fucking kid. You combine them all together in your minds. So you can't tell them apart in the same way that you like Austin Powers bullshit. You can't see Hold the on. problem. That, that was a beautiful slurry, a beautiful slurry I had made for myself. Right. Sort of mismatched and, and Frankenstein together elements of one and two into a nice childhood memory. And okay? that's what I'm saying. And that's what you're pissing all over right now. By the way, it's When Will It End? It's a movie podcast. We watch a whole series of movies. We start with Rush Hour 1, then we go to Rush Hour 2. Then, of course, as all roads do, we end with Rush Hour 3. And that's what we're here to discuss today. Yes, it's Rush Hour 3, 2007's own Rush Hour 3, starring Jackie Chan and Mr. Chris Tucker. Did I mention Max von Sydow? Yeah, he's in it. Oh, see Ma's back? You better believe Ma's back. Do you, uh, do you, you know the, the perfect tone for this movie is uh, the stunt casting of Roman Polanski as a French cop. Wait, that was Roman Polanski who <laughs> sodomizes them? Yes. Are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm not Are joking. Are you serious? This is what No, we, 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 no, Charles, you can't rank this above 2. This is a you really can't. I'm sorry. This is a crime. This is a really, really offensive movie. But so is movie. the second one. The second one had more rape jokes than this one did. Um, That is a tight contest, and two at least had good action scenes, none of which exist in this <laughs> okay, movie. Okay, so a good action scene or two will erase any any rape content. Any just... I'm saying we have to balance out the two movies, and at least there's not okay. stunt casting of a famous rapist as a rapist in this one. Dear God. Yeah, the, uh, the gall on you. Here's, I, I just want to say that I don't really, I can't tell the difference between them, and I did have a good time when they made fun of the French. At least, for- wait, but this is, but this is a thing where you like this movie more than two because it has French stuff in it, and you are legally French. Well, one of the my favorite lines from this movie was Chris Tucker saying, "You're Asian, stop humiliating yourself." When the guy speaks French, and I thought that was very funny. As a French or the dog people, and if you succumb to, like, why would you choose to? 
speak French. I like it when the there's the very clever scene where the taxi cab driver is like, <laughs> "You Americans are the worst. You always pull out guns." Wait, Chris Tucker's like, "You didn't. Damn right we do." Well, you didn't see the whole arc, Josh. You fell asleep during the the moments where the. Uh, oh, does George come back later the, on? Oh, he comes back three times. He becomes Whoa. their 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 sidekick. Uh, he and he fully becomes he. He has the biggest arc in the film where he goes from the lowly frog licking cigar cigarette smoking little twerp to a gun toting car chasing murdering American hero. And it's 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 really I don't know if it's actually what it's doing in the movie, but George, uh, I could see a little bit of myself in George, you know, go off, King. Why? Well, he's French and I'm French. OK. He, and do you feel like you, like maybe I'm. I'm the ugly American in our relationship. And, right. You know, you've always been, you love, you know, fine art. You love fine wine. You love fine women. And I'm like, you know what fucking rules? Die hard. Mm-hmm. Pizza. Sluts. Yeah. And then I can drive you around and I say, oh, Josh, I don't serve your kind. And then I make you get out of my car. That's what happens every time we hang out. I don't drive your kind around. And then you say, wait, and then what do you say? Uh, because I'm black. Yeah, and then I say no because you're American. Yeah, it's a classic back and forth we have. Yeah. Um, I thought they could have made more out of that opening bit where because it does seem like he's being very racist for a minute, and then they kind of quickly get to the American stuff. Yeah, they could have. What you're saying, they could have really like leaned into the racist jokes like they had in the previous two films. Oh, there's still again for the 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 portion of the film I was conscious for, <laughs> there was lots of horrifying racism. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just that two came so quickly after one, so it sort of feels like part and parcel with like the charm of the first movie, and then this feels removed enough, almost a decade after the first movie, that it just starts to feel really sour and ugly. Can I? Can I? Can I just go off of what I was saying earlier? And do you think maybe, just maybe, the reason why you don't like this one as much as the others is that you don't have an experience with it? Well, I saw the big guy, the big man. <laughs> you the did big see the guy. big guy. He was pretty impressive uh that I'm just was cool saying, like i literally i've never seen i saw rush hour once on pay-per-view when i was a kid and i haven't seen two or three and to me i can't really tell them apart i find two to be absolutely repulsive and three to be mostly repulsive and yet, if what you're asking me is the bloom off the rose so to speak yeah. yeah for sure this is a mistake i regret this this miniseries it's just like a sex pest and his sex pest friends doing a a sad series. But my of point is that, that that's what two was. Literally every line of dialogue Chris Tucker said was either "Who do I get to fuck?" or "Why are you not letting me fuck someone, Jackie?" And he, okay, uh, th- Charles, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying this one has Roman Polanski in it. Yeah, you can't beat that. That's so, the worst. Um, I will. I'm going to jump to the end because you did miss this scene, and this this might ultimately push it below two. They might just tie because they're both pretty awful. Um, but did you meet? the main woman character in the movie uh i don't know the french I don't think so the french dancer slash gambler lady who turns out to be like a spy or something oh yeah i, I yes i met her and then i fell asleep i think yeah so he, Sucker Sucker play baccarat yeah. poorly and yell a lot yeah she so there there is a scene at the end so chris tucker rather than having the woman character want to fall in love with jackie chan like happened in two well, um, the beauty of two is Chris is not rewarded in two. Right. In in this one, he is. He's the one. He gets to fuck the woman in this movie. So that's two, that's at least two major strikes that make well, this impossible. And to- here's the strikeout. Here, it literally, this is this is a scene in the movie. Josh, um, she apparently has some code tattooed or, or drawn in sharpie on the back of her head. 
That's the like that's the plot point in this movie Uh-oh. is that she's the oh, that, this 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 probably is going somewhere <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, so so she's she's the key. They don't think it's a person. It's sort of like the fifth element. You know, I'm like oh. I'm Bruce. Where I need to find this fifth element. Is well, it- and if you haven't seen it, the fifth element is love. Because when Mila Jovovich kisses Bruce Willis in the end, uh, that was the fifth element. Right. Well, I was. That's yeah. That's just what I was. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lila Multipass. Lila Multipass. Uh, oh yeah. So um, she she takes she rips off the wig to show them what's on the back of her head, and Chris Tucker screams and says, "Oh my God, are you a man?" Did I just go to second base with a man? And then there proceeds to be about three minutes of transphobic jokes where all the other... I don't even know this person's name. The actress who plays the only woman in this movie says, no, I'm a woman. Holy mother of Jesus. She's a man. I went to second base with a damn Frenchman. It's the crying games. I'm broke back Carter. Oh, I'm not a man. He's just a wigger. You sure about that? Well, that's good, good screenwriting. You raise yeah, the stakes, and then you resolve it. You know, that's just. Uh, but then he does it again. Yeah. He doesn't believe her, so he pushes it again and says something else about how he doesn't want to fuck a man. Um, I think he talks about her potential penis, and then she says, "No, Chris, I am a woman." Huh? Lee, go over there and check the hardware. If she got anything in her bag bigger than a three iron, we're gonna beat his ass. I'm a woman, James. And that's the end of that part of the scene. So that happens in this movie, and it was is really just. That might push it over the edge. This is going to be quite a contest for who takes last. And if I had how told- is it possible that if you look back over the last few months of this show, the Saw franchise has been the least problematic thing we've watched, including two monumentally popular, fully mainstream series like Cars and Rush Hour. Right, which is and also all of them. Per, like take place in the same awful period of American culture from like 1998 to 2012. Like for some reason that was just the height of the most boring, insensitive, just like r- just racist, sexist, misogynist, transphobic bullshit. And it's crazy that w- this like this, we're still fucking dealing with this. We happen to have watched. I think it's comedies, Josh. I don't think we ever should ever do comedies again. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that whatever we do next, which of course we have not yet determined fully, uh, should not be a comedy because maybe comedy was a mistake. I mean, you we know? could go back, maybe do like The Thin Man, could do some Abbott and Costello. I don't know, but I think comedies from the 80s up until now are just bad. I'm just, I, I'm really sad because I really miss the Sovers and- this has been, I thought we'd go vroom, vroom off during rush hour, but instead, screech, standstill traffic Yeah, in rush hour. We're stuck in rush hour. Well, that's hour. what rush hour is. That's what I, th- in the very first fucking episode, I was like, why do they call these movies rush hour? Rush hour is when traffic comes to a standstill and everybody hates it. And you're like, vroom, vroom, car, car. And I was like, okay, maybe vroom, vroom, car, car. Let's watch the rest. No, no, no. I, I've learned the limits of what, what I'm capable of with this series. I, I thought this was a good idea. It was a bad idea. I really regret doing it. These movies made me feel sad now. I like the first one a lot. The second one, you're right. Maybe I was still allowing myself to be, you know, drunk on the sweet nectar of youth, nostalgia, an old twinge of pain. That's what Teddy told me. Um, I, I did find the scene. If you want to hear it, it is called. If you search YouTube for "Rush Hour Three Broke Back Carter." Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> you sure? I don't want to. Don't, no, I'm. With I'm it, really. So I'm super confident. I'm I'm more confident than anything I've ever said on mic before. There's two versions. I, There's a one minute and thirty one second version called Rush Hour Three Broke Back Carter Space Exclamation Point. 
And there's Chris Tucker Brokeback Carter full scene, which is a four and a half minute scene. Yeah, n- which one n- you want? Neither, please. Neither, please. Neither. How about you're, none? You're no, from, I. I, I Oh, you said none. You want to watch the nuns? I want to. I want to apologize to you, and I want to apologize to the listeners. This was this series was a horrible mistake, and I believe it was my fault. I think this was. uh, I thought it would be fun, and now I'm just sad. Well, it's not fun. Yeah, I hated. I hated every minute of. I think uh, watching these movies by myself. um, The first one was fun, and I think that's because we watched it together. You know, you can you can get a lot of. I think that's why movies work, and I think that's why film directors are scared of a streaming world. Because there is something to be said for the audience, the cinematic experience, venturing out into a crowd, especially on a day like today where it's 85 degrees, 90 degrees. You just like you feel the palpable difference as you enter the the multiplex and then you sit down. There's the hubbub. There's noises. There's people you've never seen before. You ask Papa, Papa, may I have the pop's corn? He says, yes, son. Yeah. Get some malteds while you're at it. Yeah. But then you come back to your seat and he's gone. Where is he? Having sex with an usher again. Every time. You sit there alone, eating your malteds, your popped corn, while father has his way with the usher in the broom closet. Is this, now, this, now that we're saying it out loud, that makes me sad too. Charles, movies are just sad. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Um, I did write down another quote. Uh-oh. Um, that can't be good. You, I think you got to this part because we did see the return of Philip Baker Hall. One of the best moments of this movie was the return of Philip Baker Hall. Can I tell you a very sad thing that emerged from that, though? Did he die? I saw Philip Baker Hall and I was like... Oh my God, Phil Baker Hall! He looks like shit. When did he die? And I was like, Oh no, nope, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> he did look like he's, shit. It's, it's, he's still trucking along. He's aged. Uh, uh, but yeah, the this movie starts with Chris Tucker um, pulling somebody over, two women over, calling one of them fat endlessly, and then only letting them go because they promised to fuck him later. Yeah, no, it's 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 real bad, and and it's real bad. And so that connects. We're like, how does Jackie Chan get into all this? Well, let me tell you. Chris Tucker decides oh god to then call Jackie Chan and say hey Jackie you get to fuck the fat one and then he hangs up on him well and then we're given exposition as to what happened to Jackie Chan's romance and whatever happened in New York and it's a a decision to go so (laughs) dark that normally I would applaud that in a mainstream comedy and in this one it's left with like oh no Chris Tucker is a violent monster who should be destroyed by the state because he apparently shot her in the neck, paralyzing her, and she has eventually recovered, but it took a long time because he shot her in the neck. And they do throw in some really good uh, mental, like, ableist jokes, R-word jokes. There's a few of those. It's, this is, about where, yeah. Where, uh, this yeah, is, it's, just, it's just fucking endless. The, 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 there's a scene just where- Just a carnival of misery. Just Phil, awful. Philip Baker Hall's like, uh, you arrested those Iranian doctors, you oh fucking my asshole. God. And then Chris oh my Tucker's God. says, well, just because they- Can I even say this on the podcast? It's crazy. Well, okay, he, I'm just maybe going to cut in like, the quote. Well, not only are they're like scientists like work on, you know, preventing cancer or something, and oh, it's just well, uh, I'm just say something incredibly offensive, but it is in the movie. There aren't any slurs though. But he says this. He says, "Just because they cured cancer in rags doesn't mean they won't blow shit up." And that's like ten minutes into this movie, or after already Chris Tucker is uh, about to rape two women using his power as a police officer. And that's it's like that's the first 10 minutes. I totally see why you texted me and said, I don't want to finish this. And I said, Josh, you have to. Which then prompted, I think, an interesting back and forth about, 
Because you were like, that's what the podcast is about. And I'm like, no, the podcast is about you and me sitting down yeah. and getting into one of our classic such and suches and so and so's and the, the the jokes and the flibbity flap and the and the but yes, this movie is real sad. It made me really it hurt me inside my brain. Yeah, there's nothing good. Um, the the plot is. Like, but so so one thing I want to double check on because I fell asleep after she was introduced. <laughs> does, does Chris Tucker end up sexualizing the little girl from oh, our yeah. shower? Constantly. Okay, I was I was really worried about that because they they sort of intimate that where he's like, oh, we'll get her a little cute toy, and then he's like, oh shit, she's all grown up, and then they sort of hold back in that first scene, and I no, was like, don't. oh boy. He says the very first moment you see her is like, when maybe we should get her a toy, and then she walks through the doors, and he's like, hubba 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 or a bra. Oh, he said or a bra. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, Dude. this movie's a real hate crime. How can this be worse than two? How can this be better than two? Uh, I think t- t- two was also problematic. Here's what this I... is a pure trash fire, like real bad. Here's what here's what I think. Uh, two, everything about it was bad. I didn't like the plot, the way it flowed. So here's the thing: there, I think they're tied basically for the amount of awful rape jokes and just bullshit that isn't funny. Um. This one at least had a plot that moved. You know, you said the other one moved, but I felt it so disjointed. They were like, I thought the whole movie was going to be in Hong Kong. And then suddenly 30 minutes later, they're fucking back in Vegas. Well, I, I fucking love Vegas, bro. That's why I wasn't <laughs> but complaining. But I was like, why Vegas bother? Vegas is crazy, dude. I wish it had just all taken crazy. place in Vegas. You ever been to Vegas, baby? I've never been. We should go. We'll go to Vegas someday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love yeah. the desert. I love yeah. the desert. I Let's just say uh, what freaking happens in Vegas. Uh, what happened? Well, that shit, that shit stays in Vegas, my man. <laughs> Wait, does that mean we have to stay there? We can never go? No, 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 no. It's like a temporality thing. Like the th- the events that occur in the time frame there, mm. like as space. And, so space and time interact in all manner of ways. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think that that's why Rush Hour 2 exists? Is they really thought that was true, that whatever they did in Vegas would just stay there and no one would see it. And then they're like, oh, wait, we do have to release this movie. I'm sure Brett Ratner has done horrible things in Vegas. Yes. Do you think that's a, that's a really awful? That's like a boys will be boys type. So like Vegas, like they're they're basically their tagline for the city is you can you can do whatever you want here and no one will we won't care and it'll never get out. Like what a fucking disgusting place to go. Well, no, no. no. So what I find fascinating about Vegas is it is a place where God has been defeated. Mm. Like for 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 all the talk of uh, you know atheism or whatever a, a, an actual place where god has died and left us is vegas like it is truly a, a place with no soul which is not a knock on it it's just that we did defeat god in one time and space and that place is las vegas nothing it is a place where true human misery uh and hedonism can exist in in really violently apparent measures it's it's rare it's a special place yeah it's it's a place where we took a desert made it inside made it an inside world and created our own sun like it's basically a whole new it's like another planet it seems like yeah it definitely is all-encompassing and by design yeah uh truly it is meant to be a place of extreme interiority raw psychology is exercised on a, a scale that would just shock you I've never even been into a casino, and I I can't even imagine going to a, I was There was one that they just built in Medford that I probably won't get to go to before I leave. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, we should definitely do a Vegas trip sometime. Can you imagine the boys in Vegas? Can you imagine? Uh, sorry, Amy and Allison. The boys are going to Vegas. And you know what they say, Amy and Allison. If we have sex with sex workers, no one's going to know. That's Yeah, that's the that's basically the motto of Vegas. Is it their actual motto? What is the motto of Vegas? I'm going to look it up real quick. The official motto. Not Vegas just this, motto. Not this hearsay we've been peddling. The real stuff. So they have a I'm different on like a, take I'm on like on a liquid it. diet today. I'm doing like a liquid yeah. diet today. I feel like my stomach's been upset this week, so I've just I've had a smoothie and some seltzer. But that's what I'm sort of oh, keeping it to that. That's lovely. I, w- I want a smoothie and some seltzer. Well, I have huge news for you. Yeah? Um, the, the smoothie place on Tyler Street opened up a satellite location across the street from my office. <sighs> and they got vegan options for days, my that's man. That's big. All right. Next time. I'm in town. Now, my, my smoothie had lion's mane in it, but don't worry. That's the name of a herb, not actual lion's mane. So it's you not. can still eat it and remain vegan. Okay. That sounds unpleasant anyway, just having hair, because it's just hair. Well, it's like the powdered horn of rhino. It makes you more virile. So that's not vegan. No, but I'm saying this is a vegan version of it. Have you ever used the, the powdered horn of rhino to get virile? Yeah, to make love better like a rhino would. Yeah. just You remember mm, that guy? He was so a Spider-Man powerful. villain. The, the the rhino <laughs> the rhino fucker yeah yeah he's in, no he didn't uh, fuck rhinos Spider-Man. he just acted like a rhino <laughs> which would be thing. funny if he had sex there's got to be some point of a guy dressed like a rhino having sex out there <laughs> there's gotta be anyway the uh, the Vegas slogan is is a slight difference it's like the PG edit the punch up of like well we don't want people to get the wrong idea it's what happens here only happens here yeah they're trying to like transition it more towards like a we're a unique destination, not, not uh, come here and overdose on heroin in your room while sleeping with a, a younger man you met through Craigslist. Yeah, that you just married. Yeah. Which is not, that was the thing that's getting, it's bad to get married. I'm just, well, maybe it is, but I'm just saying. The like, first person I was engaged to did propose that we get married while at Ve- while in Vegas. Yeah, that's just a thing you do. It's you just get married well, for $10 in, in but Vegas. But when, you, when you're there, you kind of get it. Because it's like, you know, like. Okay, Charles, uh, imagine you go to ballpark with Papa. Okay. Papa, take you to ballpark. Yeah. Is it a trip to ballpark without a delicious hot dog? Right. So I go to the hot dog stand. I come back and I go, where's Papa? What, no. Go to the broom closet. Having sex with a younger man he met at the ballpark. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like a trip to the ballpark without that hot dog. So I understand that if you were to go to Vegas with someone you're engaged to, the appeal of getting that little plus one and getting married right Cha-ching. there on the strip. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It is like a, if you're not going to do it in the church or in a field somewhere, yeah, do it in Vegas. Now, of course, I opted for a field somewhere. And, and you it sounds like you and Amy are planning on some sort of real depraved millennial shit where you like rent little houses on like a tour of like the, the Maritimes in Canada or something. No, we're probably just going to do it in the backyard. In Lanesboro? Yeah. That fucking slaps. You haven't asked me yet, but if you want me to do anything for the wedding, I, oh, I totally got you. Do, you. My man, you will, once I know what's happening, you will know what's happening. <laughs> Fellas, don't it be like this? You're freaking, you're freaking, uh, uh, shoot your, your wife to make all the decisions. You just, you just sign the checks. <laughs> yeah, I just got the ring and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's complicated being a man. We, we were given so many really horrible images of how to behave. We and maybe were, that's what's hardest about there. rush hour is that you're going back into like oh like like the top the, the boiling cesspool of raw sewage that was supposed to be funny and like it's it's while obviously we're not supposed to behave like Chris Tucker we are led to believe that it is at least very funny 
and it's and and, and guess what, huh? It's not funny. It's rude. Well, but I mean, to be serious about that, it is not a surprise that like people my dad's age like really don't understand what it mean like what it means to be a person because they were taught so thoroughly how to be a fucked up man. Like if you watch any movie from a long time ago, women are as Roger Ebert puts it for his review of Rush Hour 2, sex appeal. And it's it's crazy to see that like still just 10 years ago, this is like still just how boys are taught how to associate with women is to hubba hubba them, want to see their titties and then try to fuck them using their power because that's the thing is chris tucker is never like he is the funniest like supposed to be the funniest person in the movie he is supposed to be the the, a charming man and i think i liked him in the first one because he was just a charming man this whole like wanting to fuck every woman in the movie started with two i don't unless i'm wrong do you remember that in one i don't remember him being like a a slime no he's definitely randy in one, but yes, I agree that it appears to. Uh, hey, you know who agrees with you about Rush Hour Three? Who's that? Roger Ebert, who liked it slightly more than Rush Hour Two. One of my favorite things we're doing on this show is is uh, it's fun to tear down all manner of giants, you know. But uh, going out of our way to try to really ruin uh, Roger Ebert's memory, I think, is <laughs> a fun side thing. It is good because he's here's here's his best. Uh, he was like. A rambler, like he should have had a podcast. He's he's ideal. His ideal version of a review is to just sort of meander along as we do and touch on some things and muse about it. But for some reason, when it's written in an article, it just like it seems very lazy. Well, it's just funny because I think you know, again, talking about like terrible images uh, for men, like the sheer mediocrity of Roger Ebert is so blinding. Like he's just so incomprehensibly a dipshit. Like, it's, it's not like he says anything horrible. It's just, for some reason, this vaguely folksy bullshit people really liked. I'm going to read uh, excerpts from this review. Love it. Please. There's some classic Roger in this. Again, society held this man on their shoulders as a great film critic. I have no clue why. Okay. I like this movie about as much as it's possible to like a movie with a two-star rating. Given its materials, it couldn't have been much better, but it's every bit as good as it is, if you see what I mean. Wow, I don't understand that. I have to <laughs> read that you, again. <laughs> once you realize it's only going to be so good, you settle back and enjoy that modest degree of goodness, which is at least not badness. And besides, if you're watching Rush Hour three, you obviously didn't have anything better to do, anyways. That's such like what a cr- what a wild thing to say. Well, it gets better. Tucker is again <laughs> Carter, the Motormouth LAPD cop who's always in trouble, and Chan is agree- again Lee, the ace Hong Kong cop called in to partner with him. This is, you realize, a formula. A friend of mine, parentheses, I think it is me. <laughs> what? Calls these ones ones a movies. You know, one's a LA cop and one's a cop from China, and neither one's a guy you want to mess with. Wait, let's go back to that parenthetical. People remember this man fondly, and it is per- Did he invent uh, asking for a friend? Did he just invent asking for a friend? Well, this was 2007. I believe that that has existed longer than that but certainly that entire those two sentences contain so many multitudes it is fucking mind-blowing a friend of mine i think it is me calls these ones in movies <laughs> that's one of the craziest sentences i've ever read <laughs> uh, also really also the the revelation in 2007 that rush hour three is a formulaic cop movie what the fuck is your job dude right he he didn't have a job at this point um 
he does talk about how this is he in the fourth paragraph he says oh, the beautiful the beaut the ambassador's beautiful daughter Sue Young this produces the movie's funniest line by Carter let's go to the gift shop and get a little teddy bear do you remember that I don't remember. I do but that's not a punchline that's Carter before delivering a punchline before she comes in so I'm not sure why Roger thought that was the funniest line in the movie. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, he he talks a lot about the tall guy, which was quite a scene. It did go on forever and wasn't very good. But he really like leans into this guy. You know, he's like this guy's real tall. Yeah, this one's I a think seven he's the foot same niner. Man who got married recently? It was about twice as tall as his bride, or maybe he's another tall guy. Nah, <laughs> it has to be the same guy. What the fuck? This dude made more money for this shit than we'll ever make. And it is just the most dog shit. It is just a, a decaying brain, Folks, full sundowning shit. We're going to read this again. This is in a review. He doesn't take the time. This is like literally why he needed a podcast. He says, the cops go there and have a battle with the world's tallest man. I think he's the same man who got married recently and was about twice as tall as his bride. Or maybe he's another tall guy. Nah, it has to be the same guy. No, no, then it gets so much better. (laughs) Yao Ming, the basketball player, is only 7 feet 6 inches. And Sun Ming Ming is 7 feet 9 inches. A guy that tall, on his wedding night, he can be making love and solving a Rubik's Cube at the same time. This is in a review of Rush Hour 3. If I submitted this to an editor at my job, he would drive (laughs) to my office an hour from Albany and punch me in the throat. When Jackie Chan engages him in kung fu, he has to call on some of his wall climbing skills. That's, that's how he one end- paragraph. That's the end that of that paragraph. Some of the worst writing ever. And this isn't a review. We just talk about how so often these movies that we see, we're like, oh my God, the, the encoded cultural and political messages are horrifying. And Ebert's like, boy, that guy's real tall. <laughs> I, think I bet he when he fucks, married. he could also play in a, a, a TI 84 calculator playing Block Man. Oh, I, I, I think his, it was this. Chinese guy, no, or maybe diff- it was this guy. I can't tell. No, the same part. Chinese Who guy. Who knows? Say? Jesus Christ, Roger. And then his, he leads in the next paragraph. Anyway, as though this just like weren't being published. This was just like in his mind. When did he die? Did he die soon after this? I have no. Clue. I sort of, I sort of like blame all of his like last ten years of shitty reviews on the fact that he was going, going dead, going dead. No, he was uh, at this point about seven years away from dying. <laughs> So maybe that's that's generous to say that an, an, an end of life turn caused this. This was uh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, I just like these are rambling anecdotal reviews that are obsessed with details so fantastically unimportant and and stultifying. I'm just lost. Do you think? Um, how? What do you oh, think remember, it was like remember to be earlier? Remember small? earlier when I said uh, that the who's on first shit was yeah, dog yeah, 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 was yeah, dog yeah. ass. All these events take place efficiently stirring stuff roger and i was amused <laughs> even by a dialogue sequence involving a mr you and a mr me in which he's me and i'm you and who's on first that's how the sentence ends if you are trapped in in a rainstorm in front of a theater playing this picture by all means go right in you won't have a bad time we'll feel affectionate toward leon carter and stay dry 
Jesus fucking Christ. He won a Pulitzer Prize in 1975. So to, to be fair, in a, in a very long time before it's this sort of review like, was written. He is but the PBR, the PBR of, uh, of movie reviews where he won an award like 200 years ago and just like clings to it as he just slowly meanders around talking about a movie. There's so much to actually talk. I mean, there isn't so much. It, it really is like two or three points. But the fact that he chooses, maybe he's a genius, Josh. I don't know. He chooses to talk about the real life tall guys getting married. He chooses to talk about shit that didn't really even happen. But this is what we're talking about. Okay, like, you know, this movie stunt casts a famous rapist to play someone who violates people for laughs. No mention, no comment. Chris Tucker, as a cop, uh, refuses to return people's driver's licenses while they're handcuffed Mm, until they agreed to go on a date with him. No mention. Like, the things that in 2021 you're like, holy shit, like, this isn't even... If these jokes were funny... This would at least be a complicated review where you're like, look, this chick gets dark, but it, like it's it's well done. It's not. It's broad, hacky, it's boring, and it's and and it's fucking morally hazardous beyond any possible comprehension. And Roger Ebert's like, boy, the tall Chinese man, he could probably knit a sweater while he gets blown. And people are like, this guy rocks. That is like basically the the joke. There is that. This man is so tall that while his wife fucks him, he's like so tall, he's removed from that action and then is just like doesn't know what else to do. The point I'm trying to make is this. Roger Ebert is trying, like every journalist, to hit a certain word count required by his editors, right? He's got to fill space. Yeah. So this is a 757-word review, okay? The shit he chooses to talk about in it is just mind-blowing like he's phoning it in so aggressively in this like it's just meandering bullshit where you could where he literally cops and not engaging with the film in any capacity in the very opening of the review and then proceeds to sort of dilly-dally around details that do not require any attention okay well that's just i think that's enough mind-blowing ebert corner we 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 should go to him every episode at this point really just to see how he was doing um but yeah i i think I want to, before we do our MVPs and our rankings, I just want to, I sort of did this the last episode where I like, I, I threw this movie away because it was, a, Rush Hour 2 is important to me, but I also sort of pinpointed why, as a movie, structurally, it really didn't do anything for me either. And I think, in that same way, Rush Hour 3 fails because it has Jackie fucking Chan in it, and he's he's gone. This isn't like, you, you mentioned Tom Cruise, I think, in Rush Hour 1, being like, well, there might be hope for this series because Tom Cruise sort of, prove that at 50 you can still do this shit and unfortunately what tom cruise does and what jackie chan does are very different things and jackie chan just he's lost it man he's 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 doesn't do any stunts anymore everything he does is on wires it's so boring like just comparing the first one to this one it's just we've lost that magic which was the only thing that got me through rush hour one so there's nothing these are these are empty movies nothing to do I don't know. Like you see this, all these reviews, especially on Letterboxd, being like, "Oh my god, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are the like the most charismatic, funny duo since whatever." It's like I don't see. There's no connection between these two characters at all. I don't get it. Well, okay, I, I would say I don't agree in the sense that I I like two more than you like it while acknowledging its significant issues. But you know, I I uh, uh, yes, choosing to leapfrog over their trip to New York entirely is bizarre 
Because then for movies that, that rely on these guys being extremely occupied with pressing shit at all possible times, they now have to like allude to all the shit that happened off screen. And it feels like it's belaboring their relationship even more than it already is belabored. And yes, cumulatively, whatever good grace uh, that the first two movies had, uh, had you know, accumulated is just gone. So this really sucked. And this is this is it. Like this is why I think, yeah, you can point to the problems of the script, you can point to problems of the plot, but ultimately these movies don't work A because they are wretched and just like completely decayed from the inside with this movie was was directed by a rapist. This was movie was directed by a bad person and that seeps through every fucking element of this movie. And unfortunately, like we've we've sort of talked about how in the past, like this sort of awful movie can be not saved, but at least you can pick out parts of it when there's real stuff happening. Like when there's chemistry between two actors playing off each other. I just don't get it. There's no chemistry between Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Their whole, especially starting in two, it's just like all Chris Tucker does is like, Oh, Jackie Chan, you blocked my cock. And Jackie Chan's like, I am so sorry. That man just said cock in front of you. And that's like, that is their vibe for, for two Hold on, movies. That's pretty funny though. I liked, I liked what you did there. It was good. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, ominously there has been threats of a fourth rush hour it seems like this is not going to happen um certainly if you thought the action was bad in this one i can't imagine jackie is more spry uh at this point um brett ratner in some interview was like huh they can't make it fourth because they can't afford me chris and jackie and it's like no it's because uh, a group of people in hollywood who try to block rapists from getting jobs will point out once again that you're a rapist you shouldn't work in hollywood yeah and also is it is that really still the case that jackie chan and chris like what does chris tucker do lately i don't fucking know yeah like, is, is, is he eating lunch on rush hour probably yeah he probably is eating lunch he probably has to skip dinner but he's probably like what is he what's what's his last he was in silver linings playbook in 2012 wow. i don't even remember him that he was in billy lynn's long <laughs> halftime walk <laughs> and what that was the his fuck? last performance holy shit five years okay ago. honestly i've never been more jealous of anyone's career in my entire life <laughs> Uh, he was in uh, Mariah okay. Carey's Shake It 98 Off. 98 Rush Hour, 2001 Rush Hour 2, 2007 Rush Hour 3. Two more movies in the last fucking 22 years or something. <laughs> that is amazing. Hold on. Can we just – we need to go back and do a, a, a brief – we need to get talked. Can we talk for a minute? Let's talk because he's a huge part of this movie. Okay. And obviously a, a huge – now he, apparently as of 2014, well, one, he settled a $2.5 million tax debt. Uh, which is funny. And he doesn't swear anymore because of his Christian faith. Good for him. Mm. Um, so 93, 94, he's in The Meteor Man and House Party 3 and small roles. From 95 onward, he has an absolutely psychotic 31-year run that it defies logic. It is so strong. He's in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 movies. What happened? In a 31-year run. Um, from 95 to 2016. The movies in 95 are Friday and Dead Presidents, two big movies, and also Panther, yeah. but whatever. You, they, can't, they can't all be winners. So it's in Friday and Dead Presidents, two beloved, iconic movies. 97, he's in The Fifth Element, Money Talks, and Jackie Brown. That is a fucking ludicrous 97. Yeah, all three extremely successful movies, at least two of which have become beloved cult classics. And Money Talks is probably on TBS right now. Then 
98, 2001, 2007, the Rush Hour trilogy, and then Silver Linings Playbook, which again, ultimately wins Oscars, and then the, the uh, stretching the bleeding edge of cinema technology experiment by Ang Lee, Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, and that's a wrap. That's it. That's an insane career. Yeah. He's out. He got he got murdered by Lee, it looks like. Like I I don't know. It's it's that movie really didn't do well because it's so beyond what most people want to experience in a movie. No, but it's just psychotic that his final his farewell film is this absolutely bizarre avant-garde technological yeah. masterpiece that most people literally is unwatchable like literally unwatchable by by technological standards um i will say uh i do have bad news for chris ducker <laughs> he does have a couple credits from after 2016 uh and they're both from last year one is the second annual urban one honors which he co-hosted good for you chris you know gotta right. dust off the the live chops and he's in jeffrey epstein filthy rich playing himself in archive footage Oh, that's so, good. That's maybe not the dream. Uh, <laughs> when did when did that come out? <laughs> that, uh, as I said earlier, it came out last year. Last so year. Okay. The, the the most recent credit he has is playing himself in archival footage in a Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> documentary series, and that probably isn't a great thing to find yourself in. You don't want you don't want to be in that movie playing yourself in archival footage. Yes, I now. Um, would you? Wow, if you, I just, if you I just, were I just in that movie, though, would you prefer to be standing next to Bill Clinton or, or Trump? Which, which your, what is your vibe? If I'm on uh, the the Lolita Express with yeah. uh, and, a and bunch of famous pictures pedophiles, came out, and... I'd rather not be on the plane. So I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not on the plane. Well, that's not one How of about the options. that? Nope. How about that? I'm not nope. on the plane. <laughs> you got two options. You okay, could be fine. Shared Bill, on. Okay, uh, uh, Bill famously had a lot of charisma. I bet he he's fun to hang out with, even you think on a. So? Sex nightmare plane, yeah, which again, like I'm Trump, not on. Trump does not seem like a fun person to be around, just in general. Yeah. Uh, Seems well, yeah. I bet he, you know, he's funny on Twitter. Rest, I mean, you know, rest he, in peace, he, his Twitter account. He's you know? funny in a way that I don't think, it, I think it has to, oh God, there's a picture of him, with, of Tucker with, with Michael Jackson, another famous rapist. Well, I'm looking at him with uh, Bill Clinton in 2001. Another famous rapist. Wow, he just like really likes hanging with rapists. Well, I think that's that's, uh, that's just like the thing. That's just like was the, the rich thing and twenty powerful. years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, when you Google Chris Tucker, Jeffrey Epstein, and this will this will in nineties kids will remember the fr- first off. Uh, I'm on a new computer and I haven't fixed all the bugs. So now when I automatically search something, it's the Yahoo search, and Yahoo search rules because it's sort of <laughs> like if if Google got like blackout drunk and you like whispered something to it and it sort of remembered something from like 10 years ago the top story for Chris Tucker Jeffrey Epstein that I got is Jeffrey Epstein reportedly found injured in jail cell what does that have to do with Chris Tucker I don't know but, but that's Yahoo, I mean, that's true that there, did happen there was Yahoo. a bigger story about Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> that came out not long after that <laughs> uh, found injured in jail oh my god uh, the good old days. Anyways, Insider, Chris Tucker was on. He a, apparently was in. He was in the little the little black book. He was in the little black book, and let's just say that book was full of sex criminals. So sorry, Chris. That that is, uh, yikes! You really made your bet on this one. You spent a whole career making rape jokes, and then you're tied to one of the most iconic representatives of our nightmarish culture ever. Yeah, um, he's uh, in a Business Insider. Which I don't know if that's even a real website. It's it it's, is. My friend works for. I think they're just Insider now. Okay. Um, 
he's lumped in with Kevin Spacey. He's he gets to share the paragraph with Kevin. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's not a good paragraph. That's one of the well, they're all bad paragraphs. I think in the in the article here are all the celebrities that hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to point out, are me and Charles on that list? Hell no. No. Did did he invite us to hang out because we're cool? Yeah. I'm did we get a bad flying. vibe from him? Did we get a bad? Oh, I was gonna say because we got a bad. Oh vibe. yeah, we got but a yes, bad Charles, vibe. Are you really afraid? I've never even considered you being on a plane before. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, it's one of those things that when you do it, you get the nerves coming up and then you do it and it's like, oh, everyone does it. It's fine. But you know, it's like one of those things that every time I fly, I do get that like, oh, I might never step off this plane. Wow. I, I mean, do, do you not do that? Or Um, I've been on a lot of planes. I, I famously, my family was on a plane that was while taking off like a, a wheel blew, so it slammed back down onto the tarmac. Oh my god, that was, that was pretty. It was pretty intense. Wait, you were there. I'm, I'm or you not, heard I'm about not that, that afraid of. No, I was there. I was on the plane. It was in Belgium, and they gave us a lot of chocolate for the for the trouble of almost for the dying. trauma. Yeah, and then, and guess what? That that works for me, babe. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that the bells just have so much chocolate that like that's an awesome solution to a problem like that. Yeah. What would America do? Ketchup? Like here's some ketchup packets. Here's some Marbreds. Yeah. And a cold and a cold natty oh, light. And a cold one. Okay, yeah. I'll take those too. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> so we got we got to correct the last episode we 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 got so bored or whatever that we forgot to even ask the question. Yeah. And uh issue an MVP. Josh did text me it, which I was going to post a picture and then I forgot. No, we should do due diligence. At the time, you were out and I was still like basking in the idiocy of youth. And I was like, oh, Rush Hour 3, it'll be fun. Come on. Yeah. I was wrong. I, 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 I wasn't asking. You were asking because you were right. I'm happy to give you all the cheese on this one, you little mouse. Well, vegan cheese. Okay. If I'm a mouse, oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. If you're a mouse, it's different. Um, no vegan yeah, the, mice. The Mets are trying to lose this game so hard right now. You are watching Charles. the Mets. I am watching the Mets, yeah. Well, DeGrom is pitching. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what that means. We'll have to go. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. We will have to go. Um, I am now, obviously, this was a mistake. There should never be a Rush Hour 4. We should maybe destroy all copies of Rush Hour 3 at the very least. Uh, Brett Ratner is an awful person. Chris Tucker is tied to Jeffrey Epstein. This series really ended in flames. It sure did. Really went down in flames. Yeah. You know? No, oh, so my pick for two was Alan King because I stand a Jewish king, and let's let's get real. There's this no is other. literally a Jewish king. Yeah. Well, there are other Jewish kings, but he's literally a Jewish guy named King. Well, so, there's no other Jewish you, kings Alan. in Rush Hour too. That's true. Uh, Rush Hour three, I feel reticent to award anyone for anything, but I'll give it to Philip Baker Hall because I feel bad that <laughs> I thought he was dead. Uh, Philip, <laughs> you're a, you're a legend. Reason. You're a legend, and I love you, and I'm so you, sorry. Yeah. You look a little rough in this one. We all look a little rough sometimes. You were working with some really horrible people. Maybe it was just a lot for you. But we I love you, I'm, buddy. Uh, I, I was going to give it to the tall man, but after He's so the disparaging tall, yeah. things that, that Roger said about him, I, I don't want to even talk about it anymore. MVP, I mean, also, I just to be clear, I did give the MVP last episode because that was like the only thing I did because I did it at minute 10. That's probably what happened was I gave my MVP early and we forgot because mm-hmm. I'd already done it. But I don't need to do that one again. I I do like, he, I'm going to mispronounce this, but Hiroyuki Sanada. He's a, he's a, he's a very good actor. Oh, who that, plays Kenji? Yeah. And he's awesome. Also, I do like. Well, maybe, so were they brothers? I kind of didn't follow that. I, I was just about line. to say I might have misunderstood it, but they are brothers, and one of them is a Japanese man, and one of them right. is a I Chinese. Was, man. I was taken aback by that. Yeah, because I'm like Jackie Chan and and Mr. Sonata are, are 
clearly not brothers. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they're brothers from another mother, as Chris Tucker likes to say, but... Well, also, Chris Tucker calls everyone Asian, like, sushi and stuff, and it's like, yeah. that's that's a Japanese thing, Chris. But he does that, it's not a Chinese too. thing. Well, I, I, I dare you to rewatch Rush Hour 2 no, without, I'm sh- without basking in the light of Rush Hour. How much more crow do I have to fucking eat today? <laughs> I told eat the whole you I was crow. wrong. Feathers and all. Uh, you gotta eat those beaks. You gotta eat those little feet. Those crow feet. Munch, 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 munch. I'm gonna give it to, I feel bad. Okay, go ahead. I like Hiroyuki Sonata, but I honestly feel like f- sort of fuck. I mean, I understand he probably made a lot of money. He made a lot of those sweet greenbacks for being in Rush Hour 3. But I would like, in the spirit of Rush Hour 3, to award it to someone who more fits the vibe, the dirty, filthy, disgusting vibe of Rush Hour 3. And I award it to Yvon Atal as Georges. Ah, yes, the erstwhile cab driver. Yes, who um, wasn't very funny and was sort of pitiful. It looked like a melting wax person. Um, but I like that he was, you know, he's... He's like, oh, my wife says I can't be a spy anymore. I think you missed that part where he, he wants to be an American spy, and his wife's like, you are a fucking idiot. Stop being an American spy. And the joke is that he's a weak man who can't stand up to his wife, which isn't funny, but I sort of just like George. He was such a pathetic worm. Yeah. A French You have worm. a complex relationship with your French identity, and I think that, you know, maybe we should parse that out more. Mm. Hey, do you have that list of other... Maybe we can pick right now on the air what, what series to do next. That is... You're, we're on the same page. That can is Can you exactly... send me an email about it? Because I'm obviously I'm using my phone to video chat with my handsome friend, Charles. I did send it to you. Um, wait, do you want me to send... What did you want me to do? I emailed on, on, you the on, list. Uh, you did. You emailed me the list. All right. Let me find it. Charles. It Charles. Oh, here this we go. It was a this list. This will be fun. This will be fun. Oh, my God. It will be good for us to do. Maybe... Bef- okay, so we... Are we saying that comedies feel like a mistake? Because there's a lot of comedies on this list. Yeah. Ooh. I, oh, wait, I know. Wait, wait. I'm I got to bring up I'm the in. list. So stop going it. ooh until I have the list up in front of me. I got are you gonna it. Ooh? I, I know. I don't want to. Do. I don't want to boo your ooh. Don't boo my ooh, and don't goo my brew. Uh, I know what we're gonna do. That means don't come in my beer. Um, I I know what we're gonna I've do. I've seen you're, American Pie, Josh. I know what don't I know, goo my I brew know. means. I know what we're gonna do next, and you're gonna love it. I think uh, it is actually the perfect tonic. So we have a uh, we have fifteen weeks. Uh, we have to do the Furious Verse Part Ten. Okay, I think I think I can pick a, a couple things off this list that will be fun to do, and, and some will fill in gaps in my cinema knowledge that I've never done before. Then you got the okay? you got the full list here. One of them's franchise name. Yes, one is the number yes, of Jesus. movies. I, I've okay. said I have the fucking thing, Charles. Okay, all right, all right. Just want to make sure. Let's you're going, do this. Going th- the just, same list. Why are you delaying this? Just say yes. Yes. Okay, Chronicles of Riddick. Let's do it. Yes. Right? How many are there? Three or five? There's three. Okay, great. Chronicles of Riddick. Next. I feel like that's a... I mean, we have to do realize that we would be going from the Furious first part 10 right into another Vin Diesel. Right, he's that. He's, he's right, what's Riddick. wrong with that? That's perfect. Yes! Okay. We um, love it. Carl Urban's in them. Come on. Who doesn't want that? Can we okay, tease okay. what's can we tease what we're doing in October just to let people know what's what's coming up? Or do you think Yeah, as usual, I don't really care what you do, so just do it. Okay, so we have fifteen weeks between July fifth and October twenty fifth, where we'll be starting the impossible verse because baby mission impossible whatever comes out this Se- year. Seven. So we and are I-, I will go ahead and say that franchise or not. I think Mission Impossible Fallout is easily in contention for my favorite movie. It's a movie I love. It's a three-hour-long movie that I saw like at least three times in theater. I've watched it multiple times subsequently. I just love that movie. So I'm very excited for Seven. But Okay, so 
uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Ready? Yeah, He's my second good. pick. You want to triple X? Second pick. <laughs> no, no. We're gonna, we can take a break. <laughs> Two, the Pusher movies. I've never seen them. Oh, interesting. All right. I've never seen Reffin. them. That'll be good. I think we want to do the Reffin show as a as a bonus sometimes so that'll that's, be a nice... see it's a good idea so that that's that's what six weeks put okay. together and then we got you know what we got to do josh and i'm sorry we, we started talking tanit earlier we talked nolan but uh every year now we do have to do some batman so i think it's only fitting that after we do chronicles of riddick pusher we do the nolan verse okay i will with great trepidation we got, we got i know we have to I, you know famously if you have not heard me complain about this um I really, 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 really hate The Dark Knight Rises, uh, so I'm not eager to do this, but we will do it. Okay, so look, we've got nine weeks. Let's just sit on that for a minute. We'll yeah, do the rest great. later. Starship great Troopers. stuff. Um, I do want to do Starship Transporter? Troopers. But that, but, oh, no, no, Transporter? No, no, but the problem is Starship Troopers is five, so that'll put us at, like, what, 14? And yeah. then we yeah, do, what like, what? Do? No, we can't do yeah. that. we got to do the math. We'll, 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 we definitely have some locked in. Wait, there's four. There's four. What's Dark Fury? Chronicles of Riddick... Yeah, there's four. Riddick is four. <laughs> I knew it. That means knew we it. can do. That means we can do uh, Starship Troopers. That's five. That's fifteen. So we got Chronicles of Riddick. Push because because Chronicles of Riddick Dark Furies directed DVD adult animated science fiction film and Amazing. oh my god we got to watch that. Okay. Um, so we got oh a four, boy, a three year, and then what did I say a we th- should do? A three year. So that's a ten. Is Riddick? We got the Bat- Ben and Batman. Nolan movies. Starship Troopers. Boom. This is great. And oh, that gets so us right in. into Mission Impossible. Oh, boy. Look at that. So much violence, Josh. That's what we've learned is that somehow violence is more palatable than comedy in America. Right. I mean, the thing is, like, look, we're all going to die. Life is violent, okay? We live in the crux of danger at all times, all right? Yeah, I went out for a bike ride, the first bike ride I had taken basically in two years. Uh, I was amazed. The bike was smooth. The bike felt good. The seat felt well, so nice. The bike was smooth. Are like you saying that it rode smoothly or you just ran your hand along the sleek chassis and said it's, it's smooth? It's both. I got out the Miyoko vegan butter and I just, I just, uh, it was in my backyard, Josh. It's fully fenced in. It's about Wait, an eight foot vegan? tall. Wait, are you vegan? I'd forgotten for It's an eight foot tall fence and I I got the vegan butter out and I got the bike out and I'm going to leave it there. But yes, the actually the, the mechanism was very nice and smooth too. Oh, that's good. Um, I, I pumped those babies up. Pumped him up to 120 psi. Got on the road. God, it was feel. It, 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 there's nothing like being on a bike, you know. They say it. There is that saying. It's like when Vegas, whatever Vegas, but it is true. It's like riding a bike. I, I haven't had a bike for a while. I, I need to get a bike again. It's so, so nice. On, on so I got biking together when you when you move oh. out here. Anyway, the the point of the story was I did. They'll get on say, the bike. look at them go. The biking friends. That's them. <laughs> Jake DeGrom just got a single. He is a fucking living god. Nice. Uh, And then I managed to get a flat tire and almost fell over. Oh, no. We we live in danger at all. Oh, you sent me a photo of that, didn't you? You were like, almost died, hee hee, or something. I think so. I don't know. I did say Honestly, I've been so fucking busy lately, I can barely remember. I did send you a picture of the rock with the tall man that... um, Yes. Now is that that that's that's the basketball player, not the guy from Rush Hour. No, that's the guy from Rush Hour. Or at least I don't know. I search. I Google. Why would they take a photo together? Because they're Just both actors. Fun? They're both actors, John. How many movies is that? Is Ming Ming in? <laughs> uh, we do live in violence all the time, and I feel it most on the cultural show. violence. Yeah, podcast violence. Does he even get listed in this? Who cares, man? Who fucking cares? I don't know. The tall guy was so cool. We can't leave this without ranking them. 
Oh, God. I feel so I shitty know about the how whole to do experience. It. I know how to do it, and you can do whatever you I, want. Fine. I'll, I'll simple one, two, three. Uh, that's, that's where I'm looking And I'm it. simple one, three, two. And the distinction you're making is just so fascinating. Um, I'm trying to find... How did... Josh is a Frenchman. Did, I like. How the, did Roger Ebert know the guy's name? I can't find it. I found it. I googled for uh, the tallest man in Russia. Or three. Oh, Ming Ming up. is one word. Tallest. Ming Ming. Man, Russia. Or three. Ming Ming's son. Yeah. He's yes. not in a lot of movies. Son, He's in very few movies. He is, but he is in a picture with The Rock for some reason. All right. Oh my God! The fifth picture on Google image search is him fucking his wife doing a Rubik's cube. Really? Wait, Roger was right? I take it all back, Roger. Wow. Look at that. It goes Dang. with The Rock, with some other actors. America's um, greatest and film And then critic. there he is, getting his dick sucked and doing a Rubik's Cube. Fuck. Wow. Mazel tov to you, Ming Ming. That is very cool. I personally don't like your Rubik's Cubes, but I like, maybe it's like a kink that you have, and I admire that. Yeah, it, it definitely is a kink. It's it's It feels like one of those things that you just sort of memory. Have you watched videos of people doing it in like 2.8 seconds? Yeah, but it, it's it's like it's like <laughs> watching someone write in Greek to me, where I'm like, this doesn't even make any. Like, I'm so I'm not even impressed because I'm just so confounded. I know to me, it feels like it's this. like a David Blaine. He's another rapist, right? He's okay to talk about on this episode. I think he got. We don't need to just throw out rapist as a blanket term because there's all kinds of ways to be horrible. Um, he got me tooed for sure. Okay. Anyway, he's like a magician where like when you see those little eight year olds doing Rubik's cubes, you're like, this has to be a trick. I don't. There's like no way. I I can't even move. My hands that quickly in in two seconds. Yeah, like we all there's all there's different reasons to love all of us on God's green earth, um, and for guys like you and me, it's not because our little hands are nimble. Mm-mm. I got little hands not at all. Yeah, they creak. Actually, I do have some. Uh, before we go today, uh, <laughs> I have an update. I got. Look at you! You're so businesslike. You're like, well, and then before we wrap things up, I've got an uh, yes. an eczema update. An eczema update. Oh, an eczema. everyone, sit down. Get disgusted. I don't, pe- people don't like talking about eczema. And you know what? I'm here to talk about it. You know, I've had this skin condition my entire fucking life where I had to go to bed wearing mittens because I would wake up. If I didn't wear the mittens, I'd wake up the next morning bleeding. Okay? From your penis because you would, you would just jack and scritch, jack scritch, and scritch, jack. Scritch, 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 scritch my penis all night long. Um, What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Because of the pandemic, I had to wear gloves at work, which exacerbated my eczema on my right hand and it has been as though i was burned someone was picking at like my my hand was deteriorating every day and i have an update that it's back my hand is the best it's been wow and you know you don't know what you got till it's gone wow (laughs) damn getting spiritual on us dang yeah, you, you don't know what you got till you don't got it. Done and on, it seems to go you that you don't know what know. you got till it's gone. Charles has eczema, makes his right hand crumble. Well, the thing, they still have it. It's just in a remission or whatever. Yeah, you never get rid of eczema. It's a well, eczema get... is like it's like alcoholism. You, you're never cured from it. No, you get in both. And it, come and it from... makes you annoying at parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both come from vaccination. 
Yeah, they do. We're an anti-vax podcast, famously. Don't do uh, it. You'll get. You'll get. Don't uh, do it. It's what the, the government wants you to not die of the Delta variant, which apparently I got. I do I, love that, that everyone who <laughs> held down the vaccine now gets to experience the worst conceivable version of COVID. Like Mazel Tov. Like you, you've left yourself vulnerable for the most vicious possible version of it. Yeah. I'm not. If you if you've been unable to or don't trust the government for valid reasons, that's a whole other conversation. But if you're a a white uh, well-off ding dong, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I got on. I'm not going to say who texted me, um, but my my dad did send me the uh, um, an article about how if you're vaccinated, you will emit proteins that other people can catch. And and bro, I've been emitting proteins since I was able to. (laughs) Wait, have you been causing women to have uncomfortable bleeding from their vaginas? I I mean. I'd like to think not, but I'm sure it's happened. You might, because that's I got this text article from ChristiansAreTrue.com told me that. Oh shit, ChristiansAreTrue.com. Yeah, dude, ChristiansAreTrue.com. Uh, it was like uh, this report that doesn't say this says that if you get vaccinated, you spew out proteins that cause women to have uncomfortable bellies, and you don't want that, do you? <laughs> well, I I can't speak for everybody. I think Chris I Tucker wish, would be No, I think it. you can. I think you, you think can. I can. All right, we don't. Yeah, we don't go for that. it, Charles. Carte blanche. Your, carte blanche. Keep your proteins to yourself, please. The bellies are nice when they are not bleeding. I got to tell you, I don't want this episode to end, really, because mm-hmm. I'm in my office, which is air conditioning. I mean, we could do another episode. No, I have to eat actual <laughs> food. I've had. I've been on a liquid diet all day. I think I'm going to get a nice- Liquids are good, man. I know, but I'm going to get a nice sourdough pizza, and that's going to be mm, fun for me. Yum, yum, yum. We made pizza sourdough is good for your gut. Yeah, it's, uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, well, give us some pizza tips before we go today. Okay. Uh, I will say this is the tip. It's not going to work for everybody, but this is this is a damn fine tip. You got to measure. First of all, I don't remember the numbers, but what you do is you Google uh, pizza yeast hot max temperature. Okay, You figure out what the maximum temperature is before the heat of it starts killing the yeast. And then you measure the temperature of your tap water because, baby, the the highest my tap water gets is the perfect temperature to make pizza dough. Okay. Wow. So if if you if you find this out, you want the hottest the hottest temperature water you can get before it gets too hot. That's the ideal situation you're working with. Dang. You get some water. You throw in a, a couple tablespoons of yeast. You let that sit. You let it bloom. You let it flower. You let it get real nice and wet. Then you dump. Don't look at me like that. Just talk well, about you really yeast here. you leaned into the wet there. Just talk is, about uh, yeast here. Imagine a goopy wet yeast. Imagine it. Okay, and then you yuck. just throw in some flour. You throw in some salt. You throw in some olive oil. You mix that up. And you know, here's the other trick. You actually put it in the refrigerator. Okay, immediately put it right in the fridge and let that shit cool off. Can you just fade this out as the outro to the episode? Yeah, absolutely. Because this is really going on. And then what you do is when you're ready, you take it out two hours before you want to cook it, okay? And then you throw it in a bowl. We're still on the dough. Well, that's it. The dough is it. Oh, boy. You can put whatever the fuck... I don't give a shit what you put on your pizzas. I'm just saying... Pepperoncini! To make it the dough. You put it in a bowl. You put saran wrap if you're okay with it. I know some people aren't into plastics these days. So if you're not, then you can just use a towel. But the problem with... If you just use the towel, it might dry out the dough as it is rising so the saran wrap helps keep an extra layer where it keeps the moisture in and you don't end up with that like crusty eczematic almost eczematic shell to your pizza dough before you put it on your pan 
Maybe people will isolate this audio as a way to go to sleep. I got my third tip here, okay? Everyone's talking about pizza stones. Everyone's talking about it on the internet. Well, here's what I got to say to you. Fuck you, okay? Fuck you. Why? That's so unnecessarily aggressive. Fuck you, okay? What you do is you get your cast iron pan and you use a 12-inch cast iron and you use that as your pizza stone because it also creates its own ridge to use to make your crust. Because otherwise you just have this... You, like. I want a perfect circle, Josh. I don't Do you know think about I should you. just get? I kind of want to just get like a normal pizza, just like a margarita pizza. So I gonna, put like mushrooms on it. Yeah, you're gonna order one though. Someone else is gonna make it. For yeah, you? I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna order it. Yeah, yeah. Not you all of us get... live in heaven. Okay, I'm gonna call in the order on the show. Yeah, we'll do it on the show. Okay. Are you plugged into a board where we can hear it or no? No, I'm also not gonna put a stranger on the phone. You could ask them if they want to be on the episode. We haven't had a guest in a no, while. No, I'm not calling. I'm not going to ask them if they want to be on our movie podcast. Yeah. It's ringing now. Should I, while, while you're doing that, play the uh, Chris Tucker Brokeback Mountain? Hey, can I call on a pizza for order? Chris Tucker. Could I get a large margarita pizza with mushrooms? Broke and that's back it. Mountain. Um, it hot it and ready. Bro- Brokeback Carter is what it was called. Yes, please. Josh. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. This is great. Yeah. You messed up in some weird shit, lady. I mean, man, whatever the hell you are. I'm a woman.